Welcome back to the Reawakening Podcast. I'm Brian Ingraham, and I'm really glad you're joining with us again today. Here's the challenge of the moment, that church isn't as it normally is, and so we need to feed ourselves spiritually and supplementally, uh, unlike other seasons of our life. You probably go to the church that you go to because it it feeds you in a certain way, whether it's a highly liturgical church and it, and that speaks to your soul or whether it's a really modern loud church and that feeds your soul or whether it's a, a quiet contemplative church and that feeds your soul um, I bet you you love the music or the liturgy or or aspects of the church that you you go to and there's something about that 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 feeds you and that causes you to feel close to God and alive in Christ well currently in this covid lockdown era or whatever we're in right now, Church isn't normal, and it hasn't been normal for months and months. And so my, what I want to talk about today is how, A, how you can be aware of what your soul needs to flourish in these days, how you can walk in fresh ways with God when your normal ways with church have been taken away from you, and how you can help others who who need to walk in fresh ways. People just aren't thinking too much about the fact that church is normally how they get their their most uh, their most spiritual alivedness usually, and and that they do need to be more intentional these days. Gary Thomas, in his book, Sacred Pathways, writes about nine sacred pathways. Now, other people have written about other things. I've seen models using seven of these, and I've seen uh, larger quantities of these sort of things. But nine ways uh, that people are wired to see that their hearts feel more fresh and alive with Jesus. Just like people have different personality types and and respond to crisis in different ways, so we have different soul types and we have different ways that our soul feels fresh and alive. And so we got to be especially mindful of that in these days when our normal methods of church are taken away from us. All I really want to do today is I want to remind you or introduce you to the nine different styles, the nine different pathways. And maybe as I'm going through this, you'll you'll have some resonance. You'll be like, yeah, oh, that, that does feel like me. I do like that better than other things. Also, if you want to take this further, there's a, a, a test. Is that right? An inventory, I guess, a, a survey, depending on what word works better for you. Um, at soulshepherding.org, soulshepherding.org slash sacred hyphen pathways hyphen survey slash <laughs> sacred hyphen pathways hyphen survey slash soulshepherding.org. You can probably just go to soulshepherding.org and, and search for that survey and that you just click, fill out some answers and kind of see what what helps you and, and, and maybe that will be helpful. I, I don't know how you get from here to there, but what I know is I want you to be walking fresh with Jesus and I want you to be mindful that the people around your life, maybe people in your family, maybe people in your flat, maybe people uh, that are struggling that you see, maybe they don't need the same things that you need to be fresh. And so one of our jobs is not, is not only to be fresh ourselves, but to be mindful of how other people might be helped and why they might be might be struggling in this time when their normal churches is taken away from them. Okay, let's let's talk about these at least at an introductory level. The first one is naturalists, which are about loving God outdoors. They need to get out of the city. Naturalists need to get out of the church buildings 
and they need to get into nature. They need to go hill walking. They need to go to the sea. They need to go walk along a stream or walk through the woods. Unless they get out in nature, they feel their their spirit stifled. But man, they, they're walking through nature and they get captivated by the wonder and wow of God. Or, or even maybe uh, they look up in, at sky on those three nights when there's not clouds in Scotland and they see the stars. And again, the, the heavens declare the glory of God, Psalm 19, and they just feel their, their souls be alive. If you're like me and you live in the city and you're, you're not close to nature and, and, and your normal ways of being fed um, aren't, aren't doable right now um, because church and worship and all that kind of stuff, if you have a, a naturalistic and an outdoor mindset, get out there. For me, I love to go to the botanics. It's not it's not out of the city, but it's it's helpful. It's right here in the area. Walk to the botanics. I like to sit there and pray and talk to God or walk, walk along the Kelvin River and pray and talk to God. Guys, if 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 your soul is feeling dry and and you hear what I'm saying here about loving God in the outdoors, I know that we're going into some bad weather, but but go for it. Feed your soul. Be intentional. Bundle up. Bundle up. And and even even being in the rain, if you can attune your uh, your mind towards heaven, go to the country parks or go to a park and and um, and and just let your soul connect with God. So that's the naturalists. Uh, some of you are that, and be mindful of that. This another group is called sensates, um, which is some sort of super unneeded, complicated way of saying, I love God with my senses, <laughs> with all, I'm very sensory. I like, you know, taste, touch, smell, sound, sight. Some of the things in a normal church service that might uh, draw sensates is depending on what kind of church you go to, maybe there's incense at, at your church, or maybe there's stained glass windows with the color and the light, or maybe the video projection is, uh, it's, artistic, or maybe you have an artist uh, painting, or you're able to paint or draw or color in your, in your, in your church, in your worship settings, or just, well, there's obviously the sounds of the music, whether you, whether you love that, uh, I'm sure you love the music in your church, communion, the taste of the, of the bread and, and the wine. When it, when it comes to, to worshiping God. Now, now that you're not going able to worship God exactly the same as church, be mindful of, of what you need when it comes to worshiping God. Maybe lighting a candle, turning on the fire, maybe having some incense at your, at your house, maybe, maybe coloring or drawing or doing art or, or looking at art or artistic stuff as you're, as you're praying. Um, be mindful if you were wired this way to to not just you know just be praying in silence and alone, but like be be call, be putting yourself in environments that have the sights, the smell, the sounds. If you are okay with this theologically, um, maybe take communion as part of your your prayer time. Um, if if you're if you're not okay with, with that, you know just there's other things that you can eat while you're praying, like. Uh, I had a friend once who w- would eat chocolate while they were praying, and only when they were praying, just to remind them of the sweetness, the sweetness of God, and and just the just how great it is to spend time with them. So, so be mindful if that's you, uh, and and be creative when it comes to drawing or or eating things or or setting up your environments for worship. A third spiritual type is the traditionalists, and they're about loving God through ritual and symbol. Now, 
often the traditionalists love the the traditional church with the the incense and with the the readings the the going through the liturgy week after week um, the the stained glass the the images um, going through the book of common prayer those ancient forms of worship that have lasted down through the ages now if if you're a traditionalist and you're not able to go to church right now there's a there's a significant void in in your your soul and the feeding of your soul and so the question is how can you how can you tap into the traditionalist needs of the soul whilst not being able to participate in church as you used to one of the things that has helped my traditionalist friends is the app Lectio 365, Lectio 365, which is basically an ancient form of, of meditation, the Lectio Divina, uh, of going through scriptures and chewing on it and, and meditating on it. Um, if that's you, maybe that's something that you want to incorporate daily into your life in some sort of regular hour of prayer. Again, it's about regularity. It's about tradition. Um, some of the things that, that help is uh, maybe a, a rhythm of fasting, maybe a weekly, a, a day a week of fast or, or like a breakfast lunch fast every, every week. Uh, just kind of opening up those, those ancient spiritual traditions. Uh, again, lit, liturgical prayers, like online you can, you can find, um, you can find different written prayers, uh, long, long established written prayers. You can do the Lord's Prayer uh, morning and evening. Again, there, there's ways that you can tap into those, the liturgies of the ages, even if you're not able to go to church right now and practice those at church. Uh, still, it's something you want to be cultivating at home and in your life. A fourth type, which is honestly, it's mine, uh, I, I'm wired this way, is ascetics. And that's loving God in solitude and simplicity. I don't know if most people look at me and think, oh yeah, Brian loves solitude and simplicity. But but I do. In fact, um, when I have my prayer times, I have to turn off the music, even the worship music, which for people who don't have this wiring there, most people are like, I want worship on while I'm praying. I want to set this environment of worship and and, and praise, especially if you're a sensate and you want all the senses going on at once. For me, I want to shut that all out. And I just want to be, I will even put on noise canceling headphones in my quiet house just to, to shut out everything. I need to focus. I like to drive uh, when I'm driving and praying. I, I don't have any music on. I just want it quiet, just like that quiet and simplicity. And and I just feel like I can think better. I can talk to God better. I like to go on, on prayer walks and I'll stick again my, my noise canceling headphones on and, and I'll walk in, in silence and, and, and praying. Um, but yeah, I, that's, that's something that you don't get at church, the, the silence and solitude and simplicity usually. Um, I, I love, uh, during my sabbatical, uh, I was away in, in Israel and I spent a lot of time alone and I just, it just fed my soul. You know, a lot of times people go on a spiritual retreat. Now I know that right now we can't go a long ways from home because of the, the COVID environment, but as it is available, you know, like a personal retreat. One, one time I went up to Iona for a couple of days and stayed at a, um, at a place up there and just had my Bible and journal and prayer and just, just took it in. But 
If you're wired this way, you need to make space for this. Now, one of the things that I need to be um, I need to be careful of is that I don't try and impose this on others. I can say, this is great, silence and simplicity. But I want to re- remind people that it's about making sure that their Jesus time is fresh. And maybe Jesus time for them includes drawing and art and, and music, whereas mine would be silence and, and simplicity. Is that you as well? Is that is that what you need? Well, then you need to protect time and guard time so that you you have that to, to feed your soul. I do that. I do that. Feed my soul that way every day. I'm going to try and introduce this next one, but I'll tell you what, I may not, I may not grasp this one because this is very far away from my, my natural temperaments, but it's, it's the activists, which is loving God through confrontation. I don't, I don't love confrontation, uh, but people loving God for, for, through confrontation, standing up for righteousness, championing righteousness and justice, standing up vocally, aggressively for the rights of the poor, for the, for the, uh, for the abuse. It's very biblical, very biblical stuff. But nothing makes them feel alive when they're in the height of, 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 of contending, uh, contending for, for those who are being mistreated or, or for, for righteousness and, and, and for godliness. It's that the exhilaration of, of, of contending and, and being active, trying to shut this evil thing down, trying to shut that evil thing down, trying to see people released and, and justice come. It's very invigorating and feeds the soul. If, if this is you, do you have your mission? Do you have your, your focal mission and are you active in it? Do you have your passion that you're like, this is, this is what I'm championing right now. If you, if you have that passion, if you have that thing, then yeah, then you're, then you're on track. You're feeding your soul. Go for it. If not, maybe you feel like you haven't been able to be um, act, active because you've been like in isolation and uh, there are things that you can be doing from your home, whether it's writing, advocating, uh, calling, <laughs> do people call anymore? I even hesitated on that. Uh, but calling, champion, um, prayer walking. You can prayer walk in, in areas and districts and, and maybe you're not able to see people and meet with people, but you could do Zoom calls and, and all that kind of stuff. But definitely, um, if that's you, know you and, and dial in now. Just keep it healthy. Keep it healthy, but but go for it. The sixth one is caregivers, loving God by loving others. Caregivers may hear God more clearly when caring for someone than when they sit quietly in prayer. Caregivers have found that one of the most profound ways that they can love God is to love others. And for them, caring for people and and pouring themselves out in, in love and serving people who are hurting or suffering, that's not a chore, but that's that's a a form of worship. It's a form of loving God. It, it it brings their souls alive, and it just makes them feel like they're living God's God's plans and purposes for their lives. And they are, and they are, and that's that's great. Now, some things have been limited when it comes to caregiving. A lot of times, visiting people and being there to help them in practical ways. But you know, calling, texting, messaging, zooming, uh, zoom calling people, uh, and just being there to listen and to care for their hearts and souls that 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 can help. Um, you know, helping people over Zoom with their challenges, uh, going and, and serving, maybe repairing house or or things like that uh, on the outside, helping people get connected to to tech or know how to use tech if they haven't figured it out right now, Uh, bringing people meals, dropping them, you know, doing the door drop thing, Uh, maybe doing some shopping for people who who aren't able to get out, Um, 
Yeah, th- those kinds of things, loving and serving. And again, yes, there's limits right now in, in all of this, but there's there's ways that we can grow. And you know, if this is if this is your thing, we can't we don't we don't we can't do hospitality right now, but maybe you can take someone out for coffee or or things. We we gotta work within our limits, but there, there's ways to, to, to use this gift, even if they're different than, than normal. If this is you, it's important that you keep your soul fed by loving people as you've been wired to, to love them by caring and by serving. And uh, don't take, don't take the, the tiered systems of lockdown as an excuse. There's still ways to rise above. People need extra care now these days. This one is super needed and, and extra powerful right now. If this is your wiring, praise God. And lean in and, and go for it. The seventh one is the enthusi- enthusiasts, enthusiasts, and I'm a bit of this one as well. And it, it's loving God with mystery and celebration. I love celebrating. I mean, our, our church just really pushes the the feasts, the biblical feasts, the celebration seasons. It is it is something I love. I love talking about celebration. I love teaching people to to stop and celebrate what God has done. Um, I love Exodus chapter 15, after God's people go through the Red Sea, how they stop and they sing and they celebrate. And, and one of my big life you know, messages is to cultivate celebration. I think God loves to be, okay, I'm selling it too much. I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm into this, but so uh, enthusiasm, uh, enthusiasts tend to love, you know, like, um, big celebratory worship music and, and just, and just being enthusiastic in worship. And that's one of the things that's really hard to do right now. Like that's kind of taken, taken away from us in the live gathering moments. Maybe at home, you're able to do that with, with your church service or with worship music on the background, but but for a lot of enthusiasts, they, they've lost this in their church experience right now. There's another aspect besides celebration to the enthusiasts, and it's this it's how they, they love the mystery of the faith. They're not they're not needing everything explained and solved. They love the d- delight in the wow and the wonder of God. In fact, <laughs> I I use that a lot. I want people to be people who will continue to marvel at how wow and wonderful God is. And so maybe maybe we're not able to be in in a big lively corporate worship times at this moment, but we can still go through the Psalms. We can read through the Bible. We can reflect on how amazing God is. We can we can marvel at the things that he's done in our lives. We can have lists of uh, and and just write out different ways and, and speak out different ways that God has been good to us and, and that he's been done in the Bible. Anyways, enthusiasts, they just love God enthusiastically, the, the incitement, the, the wonder, uh, worship, and, and the mystery of the faith. Is that you? Yes, again, like many of these, it's harder in this time, and yet it's not impossible. And so lean in, lean in. The eighth one is the contemplatives, contemplatives, uh, loving God through adoration. The contemplative seeks to perform the first work of adoring God. God is known and described as this heavenly spouse in whom all the contemplatives delight is met. While some seek to serve the Lord, others seek to celebrate Him, and still others seek to explain Him, the contemplative seeks to gaze lovingly into God's face and be caught up in the rapture of the lover's experience. 
Contemplatives live for the love of God. They want nothing more than some privacy and some quiet to gaze upon the face of their heavenly lover and give all of themselves to God. This one is not me. I told my mentor that once, and he did. He was not gracious in his response uh, to me. There is something very biblical and and good about this one. It does not resonate with my own heart, but it may resonate very strongly with with yours. Oftentimes, people who are contemplatives, they they love one-sentence prayers that maybe begin with a biblical name of God that's meaningful to them, and and. They just kind of chew on that and they express their their deep feelings, their deep uh, d- their deep love and appreciation that God is that way and and just delight in in going uh, deep and 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 emotionally rich experiences with God. A lot of times these people like to uh, picture Jesus in their mind and and just quiet their, their thoughts and just spend time just gazing at Christ and and, and waiting before the Lord in, in attentiveness. I, I, I have done some of this in my life. Probably everybody has. I remember when I was in Jerusalem, I just had that time where I was just kneeling there before, before the cross, just kneeling there and just waiting in attentiveness. And it ended up being one of the more powerful experiences of my life. And I'm saying this thinking, why don't I do this more? Um, if you're a man and and if a manly man and you have complete issues in your heart thinking of Jesus as your boyfriend or uh, being the bride of Christ, I really struggle with that imagery. And yet we can't let that be an excuse to, to cultivate this aspect of our souls, that attentiveness and that that uh, just that delighting in in Jesus in in that way. Anyways, so um, that is the that's the eighth one. Uh, contemplatives. Finally, the last one is the intellectuals. Loving God with the mind. Uh, intellectuals feel that to be growing in Christ, they need to have their minds stimulated with scriptures and other reading materials and, and intellectual pursuits, you know, uh, grabbing those systematic theology books. And the, uh, I, I've looked at people over the years, college kids who love Jesus and, and, they're, and they're reading through systematic theology books. And I'm just like, Ah, why would you do that? That sounds awful. And yet it is so good. Or reading through apologetic books and, you know, defending the faith. And, and that causes people to be alive. And, and in my immaturity, I would be like, why would you do that? But now I'm like, no, that's exactly what they need to, to do. If you're an intellectual and you don't have a good book or two or three that's that's feeding your mind, uh, no wonder you might be feeling a little bit more dry these days. Get on Amazon, buy that book, grab one off the shelf that you read a long time ago that that was particularly good, and chew on it again. Uh, get that mind engaged. Uh, I, I'm I'm sure that there's people listening here who have this who have this wiring, and yet haven't haven't been reading much much these days. Pick up that book, open up the Bible, dive into that again, uh, memorize scripture, um, just chew on it and, and, and grow the mind. Maybe even, depending on where you're at, maybe even starting a blog or, or a podcast. Start, uh, yeah, start a podcast. That's, that's, that sounds great. You're obviously listening to podcasts. They can't be that, that bad. Um, yeah. But anyways, feed the mind and, you know, something like a blog can, can be a discipline to help you stay feeding yourself because you need to be feeding yourself in order to be producing, uh, producing information. 
Okay, guys, that is just a very quick overview. Again, you know, maybe go and find out what your sacred pathway is by going to soulshepherding.org slash sacred hyphen pathways hyphen survey slash and, and get there. Otherwise, maybe just search on soulshepherding.org where you can take the survey, find out with you. And, and this isn't just for you, though. This is for you and the people in your lives. Uh, I, I really do want you to be in having a fresh time with God. And I, I know that the challenge for many of our, our sacred pathways uh, is that our church experience is different and it's stifled. And so what can we do? What can we do to, to stay fresh? And part of that is by knowing what fills you up and going after it, whether it's going for long walks, spending time in silence, spending time setting um, sensory environments for worship or getting consistent liturgical practices, getting that book, you know, all of those things, spending time um, with Jesus and, and, and just gazing at the face of, of Jesus. The challenge for today is simple. Know your top two or three and then do them. Do them this week. Do, do the next two or three or, or start setting new habits in your life to make sure that you're going over the top in addressing the, the needs, the desires of your soul, the things that, that feed you most. I hope that you found this, this helpful for you, maybe even just helpful for you as you process the people in your life, uh, not asking them, do, why are they not getting what you need, but why are they not getting what they need? And maybe this, even just sending them to this survey will help them discover that there's, there's a wiring that they have. Maybe they don't even know about it. And there's, there's natural ways that, that will work better for them if they feed their soul in those ways, um, if they would just grow in that area. I hope you found this helpful. If not you, maybe somebody you know will find it helpful. And you can just let people know on social media, maybe subscribe to this podcast, rate it, review it. Uh, all that is is helpful to, to get the word out. Look, my heart here is to see our whole generation reawakened, to walk in fresh, close, long-lasting, life-giving connection to the God of the Bible. I genuinely believe that as, as people are more aware of how they're wired best to respond to God, then they will be able to walk in more freshness, even in these days when the normal things are taken away from us. I believe everybody can fumble through this path alone, but everyone does exponentially better with help.